Do you know what God has called you to do? Or do you even have an idea of what it is, but you feel unqualified, unprepared, and lacking in the skills needed to accomplish that? Or maybe you don't know what you're called to do, but you wake up every day feeling unqualified to do anything more because of what happened to you or choices that you have made in the past. Well, guess what? God says you are qualified and you do have all the tools that you need to accomplish the amazing things that you're called to do. That's what we're talking about today. Hey mama, welcome to Restored Mama. Do you wish your days didn't go by in a blur because you are so busy? Ready to kill it as a homeschool mom trying to juggle home, family, and business as well? Does it feel like you're just trying to survive the day until you put your kids to bed? Do you need a time management strategy to balance it all? Hey, I'm Jen. I too was a mom that was trying to do it all but accomplishing nothing. I too felt worn out and drained and wished for freedom and balance in my life. I wanted to enjoy life and live out the calling God placed on me, but I kept telling myself life was always going to be this busy and I would never escape being that hot mess mom who lost her identity to motherhood until I found structure and time management strategies that actually work. In this podcast, you will find ways to prioritize to help you balance it all, learn habits to bring ease in your day, God-centered conversations to help you focus on what is really important, and ways to enjoy motherhood so that you will be able to go to bed feeling accomplished and loving life again. Warm up that cold coffee, kick up your feet. You deserve a break. I have something so exciting to share for the month of July to celebrate the summer and help you as a mama make sure that you prioritize you. I'm giving away two free 30-minute personal development coaching sessions. So to be entered to win, All you have to do is leave a five-star review and shoot me an email at restoredmamapodcast at gmail.com with a screenshot so that way I know who you are and then you will be entered to win. Happy summer, mama. My past choices, my past mistakes, my past bad decisions, and my past that happened to me that was not my fault or some of it was my fault. It does not unqualify me. All of that, all the junk, all the things that I could sit and be embarrassed about, that I could sit and be ashamed of. There's a lot of it. It's what God used to get me here, though. He can use every bad decision, every poor choice, every mistake, everything that happened that wasn't your fault. He uses it all. It's what actually makes you qualified for what he's called you to do. God has already qualified you. You just don't see it through the lens of mistakes that you're focused on. If you've been listening for very long, you have heard bits and pieces of my testimony. I've made some really bad choices that led to a lot of things that could cause me to feel unqualified. And it did for a long time. Drinking, drugs, sleeping around, lies that I would tell regularly, for no reason at all some of them. And because of the choices that I was making, it really put me in situations that led to a lot of things happening that could cause me to feel ashamed, make me want to keep my head down and keep to myself the rest of my life so no one knew what happened in my past. And there was a long time after I came back to God that I didn't want anyone to know about my past. I tried to hide it. Then a pastor at my church when we lived in California said something that shook me out of my state of being ashamed and putting a label of unqualification on myself. He said that every time he goes to step on the stage to preach, the enemy reminds him of what he did and tells him he's unqualified. But he knows that God has qualified him and he tells the enemy no more. I said no more. I knew God had called me to something in my life where I just couldn't hide anymore. It was time to get over myself. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. 
and you have been called, so he will qualify you. Just look at the story of Paul. I'm not going to read the entire story to you. It's There's a lot, and he is talked about all throughout the Bible. I'm just going to read a portion, but you can read all through this main story of Paul's salvation in Acts 9. I'm going to read Acts 9, 1 through 12 to you, and we'll start with that. All this time, Saul was breathing down the necks of the master's disciples, out for the kill. He went to the chief priest and got arrest warrants to take them to meeting places in Damascus, so that if he found anyone there belonging to the way, this is talking about being a Christian, following Jesus, whether men or women, he could arrest them and bring them to Jerusalem. He set off. When he got to the outskirts of Damascus, he was suddenly dazed by a blinding flash of light. As he fell to the ground, he heard a voice, Saul, Saul, why are you out to get me? He said, Who are you, master? I am Jesus, the one you're hunting down. I want you to get up and enter the city, and in the city you'll be told what to do next. His companions stood there dumbstruck. They could hear the sound, but couldn't see anyone. While Saul, picking himself up off the ground, found himself stone blind. They had to take him by the hand and lead him into Damascus. He continued blind for three days. He ate nothing, drank nothing. There was a disciple in Damascus by the name of Ananias. The master spoke to him in a vision. Ananias. Yes, master, he answered. Get up and go over straight to Straight Avenue. Ask the house of Judas for a man from Tarsus. His name is Saul. He's there praying. He has just had a dream in which he saw a man named Ananias enter the house and lay hands on him so he could see again. If you go in and read it, you'll read of how Paul actually get Saul gets saved and then turns into Paul. All of this led to Saul giving his life to the Lord, and God changed him and changed his name from Saul to Paul. Saul did anything and everything that he could to be able to persecute and murder anyone serving God. If our deeds unqualified us, then I think he would definitely be unqualified, killing Christians. But God didn't see it that way with Saul. He saw a man that was going to do amazing things for the kingdom, and he had a big calling on Saul's life. He saw a man that, because of the choices he had made, was going to make a startling impact and huge transformation in this world. So Saul made his way to Ananias, his eyes were opened, and he was saved. Now God can use him. And he did. God changed his name to Paul. And Paul went from persecuting Christians to getting people saved and preaching the gospel. He even went on to be used by God to write multiple books in the Bible. Can you imagine that transformation from killing Christians to living and devoting your entire life to getting people saved and writing books for the Bible? That's an amazing transformation. I don't know about you, but I never went out killing Christians. So how can I be more unqualified than Saul was? I'm not. God has called me. So he has also qualified me. What are you ashamed of from your past? What bad decisions have you made? What things have been done to you outside of your control that cause you to feel unqualified, cause you to feel ashamed? That's what God is going to use. My time in the party scene, drinking, using drugs, sleeping around, I can be ashamed of that, and I was for a very long time. Or I can say, it happened, and now God is going to use me to reach those who are hurting and living in that life, because I was there. I know what it's like. I know what led me to that life. And he's already used it, and I know he's going to use it more. My struggling marriage in the beginning, I could be ashamed of things in that situation. But it's the very struggle we went through that God has used to help others in their marriages. My miscarriages. 
That was one of the hardest things I've gone through. But it was those miscarriages that God has used to give me the strength and the trust that I have in him. And he has used those to speak into the lives of other moms that are struggling with fertility. Multiple partners before my husband. I could be ashamed or I could stand up and say, look what God brought me out of. Look what God has redeemed. It's the very things that we think unqualify us that God uses to transform the lives around us. If you shrink back, hide in the corner because you're ashamed of your past, you are actually hindering God from using your story to help those around you. Don't shrink back anymore. God has qualified you and he wants to raise up a generation of people who are bold for him. That's you, mama. God wants to restore to you what was lost. He wants to redeem your life. Don't shrink back. Don't hide anymore. Don't hide because of what you think would unqualify you. That's what the enemy wants. The enemy wants to keep you from doing what God has called you to do. He wants to keep you in the corner, hiding so that you don't live out what God has called you to do. If the enemy can keep you hidden, then he's satisfied. He gets to keep you hidden and keep your gifting and your calling away from those that need it the most. Don't hide. God has qualified you. He has called you. When you step out, past the feeling of being ashamed, past the feeling of embarrassment, past the feeling of unqualification, past the feeling of not being skilled enough, past the feeling of not having enough knowledge or wisdom. That's when God can work. It's in our weakness that God's power is shown. Paul was able to do the amazing things that he did, seeing thousands saved, not because he was just a diamond in the rough, not because he just hadn't quite figured it out. Paul didn't suddenly discover his untapped potential when his eyes were opened. It was God's power working through Paul, a desperately unqualified, but completely willing person. Plain and simple. It wasn't Paul. It was God. It was God's calling on Paul's life. God's plan to see thousands get saved using Paul. God's calling and God's power lived out through Paul, not through Paul himself. God chose you just like he did Paul. He has a purpose for your life, a calling on you that is more than you could ever imagine. No matter your past, no matter what you did or didn't do, Or maybe you're saying, I didn't do anything crazy to be ashamed of. I'm not qualified because I don't have a crazy testimony like you, Jen. I just have had a very dull and boring life. Nothing exciting. God didn't save me from anything crazy. Well, that's your testimony. God has saved you from all that hurt and pain and anguish that could have happened. Now let him use you. You are enough and God chose you. You have what you need to live out the calling on your life that he's given you. All the amazing people who've done great things for God are weak men and women, but they did great things because they relied on God's strength, God's power, God's presence in them, and the Holy Spirit working through them. Maybe you feel weak. Maybe you feel unqualified. That's the perfect place to be to learn to rely on God's strength and power. 2 Corinthians 12, 9-13 Because of the extravagance of those revelations, and so I wouldn't get a big head, I was given the gift of a handicap to keep me in constant touch with my limitations. Satan's angel did his best to get me down. What he in fact did was push me to my knees. No danger then of walking around high and mighty. At first I didn't think of it as a gift, 
and begged God to remove it. Three times I did that. And then he told me, my grace is enough. It's all you need. My strength comes into its own in your weakness. Once I heard that, I was glad to let it happen. I quit focusing on the handicap and began appreciating the gift. It was a case of Christ's strength moving in on my weakness. Now I take limitations in stride and with good cheer, these limitations that cut me down to size, abuse, accidents, opposition, bad breaks. I just let Christ take over. And so the weaker I get, the stronger I become. That passage was written by Paul. The man that killed Christians was admitting his weakness and how much he needed God and how his handicap was something to be rejoiced in because God could become strong in his weakness. That is what I want to have in those difficult situations. I want to be able to say, God, your grace is enough. It's all I need. Your strength comes into its own in my weakness. So I rejoice in my weakness. Let God take over, Mama. He has all the strength you need. Whatever you're going through, whatever situation you're in, He's got it all. Love you, Mama. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. If you liked the episode, please take a moment to leave a review. This helps to get Restored Mama out there into the world to help more mamas like you find the joy and freedom in the restoration God has waiting for them. If you like Mama's show, leave a review. It will help her get seen. I would love to hear your story, where you're at, and what you're hoping to learn and gain from Restored Mama. Send me an email at restoredmamapodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com to fill me in on your journey. I can't wait to hang out with you again next time. Until then, I hope this has blessed you today, and I can't wait to see what God is going to do in your life.